I spend these senses tell me this is gonna get fucking tasty, baby. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You can't handle the truth. Fuck you, Deputy Stike. Fuck you. You are a liar. You are a self-confessed liar. If you stop waffling, we might get some work on you. Where'd you get these two guys from? <laughs> Would you like a sweetie? Get out! Get out! Get out! Smith, touch, what a touch! Manny Smith! Touch, he scores! Another one for Stanarski! Get it back up! Here's Hulk! Dini! Balotelli, Aguero! For me, looking at that video, that cat hadn't done anything wrong. I'm going to Puerto Rico to kick your ass. And that's the bottom line. Because so Hello, welcome to another edition of the Only Fans Football Podcast. Kieran, another week, another day, another week in the life of ourselves. And what episode are you on now this season? It's like episode 11? Episode 10, Adam. Episode you know, 10. I had a look back at last year. We were oh. on episode 17 last year. So we've, we were actually on less episodes this year. I, I think it's a good thing. I, I feel like we've had a lot of specials though this year, haven't we? Yeah. Like the 100 episodes. We're the, very the special. Away Day, Ireland Away Day, twice, didn't we? Who do we want to name it after this weekend? Destiny Udoggy. Destiny Udoggy. So yeah, I was going to say the same. To be fair, you took the, you took the player and went out. It's a great name, man. It's a great name and he's a very good player. Udoggy though. He looks like he's about to sign a new contract with Spurs as well, which is... Good for them, I suppose. Uh, Liverpool's top of the league for anyone listening. Um, but yeah, Kirad, I was looking at my Instagram the other day um, and I had a memory come up of the Divock Origi episode. Uh, I don't think you, were, you took part in this one. But you remember the one where I was looking at uh, the Liverpool Wolves game on a Portuguese stream <laughs> and the Portuguese commentators were clearly biased for Wolves. It'd be like me commentating on a Liverpool game. And... Um, Origi turns up and scores in the end, and it was it was great scenes in the the household. I was on my own. Kyle Brennan was asleep on myself. I shout with Kyle, who's coming back from Vancouver this week. But um, yeah, it just brought back good memories, and and it made me think that this podcast has been gone for a long time because <laughs> this is the second season where we're really, really getting oh, up to like. It's an incredibly long time, Adam. Like even like uh, two should be intact. I went back and listened to that episode because mm. I wanted to see my outrage, and I was fuming to go yeah. back. And I wasn't outraged that two were being sacked. There was there was no rage at all. Mm. What's that about, Kieran? Mm. Oh my god! Do you what remember, you done? remember your outrage when Lampard got sacked and some fella on YouTube clipped it up and I think that's why I wasn't it. angry when two were yeah, sacked. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I was scared from that. Yeah, for anyone interested, Kieran used to do uh, like Chelsea videos on YouTube, and they they were quite enjoyable. I enjoyed them. I think it's because I know you. And um, Lampard got sacked, and Kieran went on a bit of a rant. And some fella, I think, is, is he your man Kieran Carling, is it? Do you know the fella, he's, he's like, I'm not going to say he's quite famous now, but he's be, he'd be big enough in, like, the YouTube football kind of yeah. sphere now. Oh, you, you ripped me apart. Well, yeah, he clipped... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> he clipped up a load of Chelsea fans, you being one of them. It was some humbling. Going about Lampard, yeah. yeah. And I remember, I remember saying that and being, I was actually really upset about it, because I was like, fuck this motherfucker, Kieran's just trying his best to, like, fucking make content, and then this fucking jackass comes along and... You know, slate you. But it was funny now, in fairness, but like, it was so harsh. 
How was your weekend, Kieran? My weekend entailed watching football. <laughs> mm-hmm. And being hungover. <laughs> yeah. 12 pubs, Adam. 12 pubs. 12 pubs happened, went down Saturday. We both did 12 pubs, Kieran. Not together, which is weird for us. But we, we crossed paths in the 11 pub. We did, yeah. We did. We, did. Uh, we, we were around the general vicinity, but uh, I, I took the cabaret I started in halfway house, I went up towards the uh, Kennedy's, the club, Downies, fucking Jesus. a wild route, the mm. wild, wild west. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was very enjoyable. We got to 12 in the end. We did 12th, mm. the first time we'd done the full 12th, and I don't remember the 12th or the 11th. Good. Was good I seen in the 11th. Good night was had by all. Yeah. I remember seeing you in the eleven, but I don't remember much afterwards. Yeah, it was. Do you know what, Kieran? We we took the fifth route. Yes. And um, never again would be what I'd say. I'm not going to slight anyone in particular, but the Beagle, and um, that's the cold road amusing. Right. Throwing us out for no reason at all. Was, was, <laughs> and I wouldn't mind. I, I'd be a bit of a patron of the Beagle as well. Like do you know, um, I go there before shells matches and when they're playing Dame and stuff. Was and it? We just we literally just walked in. And we stood there looking at the match. The place was quite packed enough. And one of the lads was like, we're going to get a point. And the barman was like, we're not serving this. And we are like, why? And he didn't give us a reason at all. And essentially, I'm like, get out. And we were all kind of like, like we'll get out, absolutely. We're not going to like fucking cause hassle. But like, why are you trying to sound just like, we're, just, we're not serving this. And it was so, I, I thought it was quite harsh, to be fair, because there's another group of lads who was doing 12 pubs. What felt like the same route as us. They were sat down looking at us being thrown out and they, they were kind of like, what the fuck? So mm. it was a bit harsh. Um, everything else kind of went swimmingly. But, uh, Maybe they just didn't like the look of you, Adam. Yeah, I wouldn't blame them, Kieran. I, I, I look in the mirror every day and I feel the same way, so I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apart from that, Kieran, I was good crack. The 12 pubs tends to be wild. We ended up on Raya. Um, was there a fight? <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's a bit of a, I don't know, I've become a bit of a patron of Raya recently, like people at work and stuff. They play Roses by Outcast every time I'm in there. They play Such great tune. Caroline! They play music like that. It was quite... It was great crack, to be fair. We move on to the Hall of Fame. We will, Kieran. The Hall of Fame this week. Two weeks ago's Hall of Fame was CM Punk's return at Survivor Series against Luis Diaz's father in the Man City way He was in the Palace away end as well. Man, this fella's popping up everywhere, like... Okay, Adam, my nomination for Hall of Fame this week comes from France. Parlez-vous français? Je n'ai pas. Parlez-vous français? Oui. Je m'appelle Kieran. Ça va? Oui, oui, oui. Ça va très bien. Oui, oui. Comme ci, comme ça. Feliz Navidad. That's Spanish. Feliz Noël. US Revel. Draw PSG in the Cup, Adam, the French Cup, a six-tier side. The reaction comes from the camera. The players are going wild. Mm-hmm. They are literally apoplectic. Yeah. It is it is a, an incredible scene. And apparently when they draw PSG they split the profits from the game. Mm-hmm. So that's which is good, yeah. 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 So it's a, it's a, an interesting one. But I, I definitely enjoyed the video. The scenes were great. It's real uh Hold. It is, but it's, it's one of them like I think that's probably what the game is missing in England at the minute. Is stuff like that. <clears throat> I think the division between sides at the top and at the bottom is, is too much. And I, I saw it and I was, I was very happy because it reminds me of like <clears throat> when I was sporting Chelsea in the fourth division. And if you drew like a shark hours away or something, like you, you just knew it would be a big day out and stuff. And, um, you know, they're in the sixth division of France. 
long compared to Chelsea being the fourth division, naturally enough. But it, it does mean a lot. Like it's something to look forward to for them. And mm. um, if they get split profits from it as well, they'd be wrong. And so and scouted mm. shit like that. Yeah. So like can they got scouted from the fourth division? Was it in France yeah. or fifth division? Yeah. yeah. So, so like these things can happen. Do you know? My nomination Kieran this week is Billy Ocean. Red light spells danger. Um, I'm going for the song because it's a great tune. I should sing. I know. I could, I could tell. I feel like we've sang this on the podcast for though, to be fair. Um, Can't stop running to you. Feel the love coming to you. I'm not saying the neighbor. You decide me. Hold on. Heaven got me red light. Feel the red light. Um, the reason why I'm going from Billy Ocean, Red Light Spells Dangerous, I saw a TikTok during the week of a Sky Sports ad from 2013, and it made me feel very like tingly inside. Do you know, it made me feel very, very reminiscent. You got um, butterflies, Adam. I did. I did. I was looking back on it like 2013. That's 10 years ago, man. You were in love with this corporate advertisement. 2013. Will I show the ad? Can we play the ad on, on the podcast? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's possible. Well, I'll play without the sound, but it's just a Sky Sports Christmas ad. Phil Taylor there playing at what the World Championship darts. The Premier League is obviously the big selling point in it. There's Daniel Sturridge celebrating against Man Oscar. United. Oscar for Chelsea. Mesut Ozil. Soldado, Paulinho for fucking sports. The Ashes. I didn't even give a fuck about cricket, man, but I just remember this ad. And it kind of brought a lot back up. It kind of brought like memories of being a child back up, do you know? So is Billy Ocean, Red Light Spells, Andrew, is that a Christmas song now? Well, to me yeah. it is. Yeah, that's I it. I think we've had this debate before, but yeah. to me it is. Now it is. I thought he was in Amsterdam. That's the... Red Light. <laughs> um, oh, get it, the Red Light, yeah, yeah. Um, Kieran got us thrown out the Red Light District as well. But, <laughs> um, but yes... I probably shouldn't be admitting on the podcast. <laughs> I was right there with you. Forget about it. It didn't happen. Uh, we're going to move on, Kieran, to the weekend that was in the Premier League, the Premier Soccer Division of English football. Shout out Jesse Marsh. <coughs> Shout out Tim Ream. Liverpool, top of the league. Liverpool, Liverpool, top of the league. Again, Kieran. This is my fourth time mentioning Yeah, got, got away with it, Adam. Do you think? Away. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I do think it was a case of getting away with it mm. uh, again for Liverpool. Uh, it's not the first time. But I think Roy would feel hard done by because I, I watched this game. I felt bad for Roy. I, did. I, I felt watched, bad for Palace. Yeah, I watched this game and uh, they got the penalty. Um, albeit in the third phase of play, whatever. Yeah, was it, was so bullshit. it was bullshit. It was bullshit. Bullshit. It was bullshit. bullshit. Penalty all day, don't get me wrong. But hold on. If the refs were better, <clears throat> if the referees had eyes... And they went to spec savers, and they got the Googles and the binoculars out. That was a clear penalty. Yeah, but obviously it's not. Obviously and if the fourth official was on the line doing his job, that was a clear penalty. Obviously, it's not clear and obvious though. It's not clear and obvious. Like, but it, the it, way the way that penalty was given tells me that the goal that Diaz scored against Spurs could have been given. We're talking about hypotheticals, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? This is what we're talking about. But I, I just think it sets a bad precedent. Going forward, I think it sets a really bad present because it shows referees can do that. Well, and essentially, we're watching the game being re-refereed in front of our eyes, which I'm, I don't think anyone wants. I'm going to stay consistent with <coughs> what I said a few weeks ago. I don't like with the Mudrick penalty, for example. I don't like when penalties are given that are like this, mm. and as you said, re-refereed. Mm. I'm not a big fan of that. Pals go one and up anyway. And for me, the thing that takes the biscuit here is the two yellows for you 
I don't think that the two yellows were uh, were yellows. I think I I think Van Dijk kicks it against Ayu for the first one. He's not in the way. Van Dijk kicks it against him. It's like it's it's simulation. Yeah, but it's the, the dark arts. The problem was Ayu did that about two minutes beforehand. The same thing where he was holding the play. So that's why I think the ref booked him. Mm. It was because it was an accumulation of the same thing. Um, and then the second one, the second one's a yellow card all day. The yeah. second one for me isn't a yellow card because it's in his own half. I don't he's think stopping, he's... he's stopping a counter-attack. Nah, there's too many men back for Palace. They would, they would have stopped that counter-attack. Nah. Well, that's, but again, that's hypothetical. That's, you know, you can't really... So is every referee in the suit. I know, but you can't define that though. But it's all subjective as well. Yeah. Do you know, I, the second one's a yellow card all day. I, I, don't, I don't see the... Pro- the only problem I think people have with it is that it led to a red card. Because of the force one being the nature of the force, yellow card. Liverpool go ahead, score two goals. That's the game over. And I don't think Harry Harry Smelly had scoring against uh, eleven men. Not a chance. Um, I think that's all supplementary though. I, I, I think okay, Liverpool's win up until the seventy fifth minute. Liverpool were so poor. I'm not going to deny that for a second. But I I don't think you can say Palace where. That much better. I thought it was a really bad game of football. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I thought they were good. I, I, th- I think it's a really bad advertising for half to have kickoffs. <laughs> yeah. But like, and and what's your thoughts on uh, Jurgen Klopp's rant on Prime the uh, uh, midweek? Uh, do you know what um, happened there? He was gaslit and he fucking blew up. Like that's. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. I am all. For it. I love outbursts like that. I don't care who you are. Like if if this is Pochettino coming out giving out about. Referee and it was it was of that ilk, and he took like personal offence. I'd find it funny regardless of who it is. Um, I think, yeah. Look, he probably overreacts, but it's it's his nature. He's like that, so you're not gonna he's not gonna change because of you know of someone gaslighting. Do you know what I mean? And and, and to be fair, Kieran, look, you're gonna laugh now again, but he's did this kind of recent like record of Liverpool doing half time kickoffs. Far exceeds anyone else, like anyone else's early kickoffs. You know what I mean. So he has got a point. Hold on. So you're you are playing the victim here because you're getting half twelve kickoffs. But it's, Chelsea it's, have got a Sunday kickoff almost every single weekend, but what, and they haven't complained once. Yeah, but what's the problem with that? You're getting more time to recover and more time to prepare for a game. You're not playing European football. Yeah, but like we're uh, getting the same kickoff time. But, I, I know. Yeah, but why are we complaining? Because you're not playing half twelve on a we're lo- Saturday afternoon. We're losing after- every week as well. Yeah, but you're not playing half twelve oh, on a Saturday afternoon on. after playing on a Wednesday Adam, night. Like you're playing on a Sunday afternoon after playing on a Tuesday night. Adam, it's you the kickoffs like, time fault that Chelsea are losing. It's not the kickoffs it time fault. It's not. That's 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 essentially the agenda it's Jurgen not, Klopp has. It's not though. The agenda Klopp has always looked out for player welfare, and that that's what he's doing. He's a master deflector. That's what he is. No, but he's looking out for player welfare. You know he is, and he's always stood by. The, the, the rant he done at Des Kelly that morning away to Brighton I think it was 2 all or something and he just went down on Madden again that was very similar to the one he done on Amazon Prime where Des Kelly's trying to wind him up about the half-time kick-off and Klopp turns around and goes well, look at this is a fucking joke and he, look at he, it's probably it's, it's 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 a silly rant to go on but he has he has got a point like Liverpool's half-time kick-offs are nearly twice as much as the team with the second most half-time kick-offs like Liverpool, I think are on thirteen since nineteen twenty, and the team after that on six. So like it's, well, it it, it is unfair in a way, Kieran, and especially when 
Liverpool are playing European football and then playing on a Saturday afternoon. That's were they playing European football this <coughs> week? No, they were playing Wednesday night at Sheffield United away. So were Crystal Palace. They weren't playing away from home. They were playing at home on Wednesday night against fucking, I don't know, West Ham or something. We were away in Sheffield and then go back to Liverpool and then go back to London. Like, it's... There is... It's, it, there's more to it, Kieran, than just turning up on the day, like. Right. And there is. Right. The, our preparation's everything, like. Yeah. So, I, I, I do agree with Klopp's round, to an extent. I find it very funny. Why find things like that funny? And I was like, if, if me and you were arguing here, I'd, I'd probably laugh, like, so. Um, Mo Salah, 200 goals, Kieran. How uh, unhappy are you with that? I'm not unhappy. I'm just... That wasn't a goal for me. It's not his goal. It hits boilingly <laughs> off the defender. It's quite a shit 200 goal, to be honest. I'm, I'm just making that point. It's, it's not really his goal. But it goes in, so I suppose... Yeah, do you know what's weird as well? Trent's free kick against Fulham went down as an own goal. It wasn't on goal. It hit off the, def- it hit off the defender. Or it hit off the goalkeeper. Oh, right? Leno, it did. Yeah. But why wasn't this one given as an own goal, though? That's what I'm curious about. I think it, it was on target, wasn't it? Whereas it, well, Trent's it, one was on target as well. No, when it hits the post, it's off target. But yeah, good win for Liverpool overall, Kieran. Coming up to Christmas, there's a game against Man United on Sunday. And then Arsenal on the, the weekend of Christmas itself. Um, it's a really good position for Liverpool to be in. Yeah, and to be honest, uh, like I have to admit, I, I, I don't really see many people who can sustain this form other than Liverpool like I, I see Villa as a team mm-hmm. that are are vulnerable you know I, I think the pressure will probably get to Villa eventually and it's the build sa- up of games as well, it's the, yeah it's the same with Arsenal for mm-hmm. me um, but I think City are obviously always a threat mm-hmm. um, and they're they're close in behind but if Liverpool can sustain this form they can for sure win the league I'm just curious as to when Man City kick into form you know when De Bruyne gets back, Haaland gets back. Like they're gonna, they're gonna go on a win streak that'll blow everyone out of the water. You know so. Mm. Um, but it is looking good for Liverpool at the minute, and I am absolutely rubbing it in right now because Chelsea are in the mood. But um, another team that's in the mood, Kieran, is Manchester United, and they lost three 0 at Old Trafford to Bournemouth on Saturday afternoon. Gary Vav was at the game. Gary Vav also got held up in Birmingham Airport on Sunday evening. Coming home from Manchester. Um, but yeah, Bournemouth 3, Manchester United 0. Um, and to be honest with you, I was looking at this before we went to 12 pubs. And I don't think you can say Man United got what they didn't deserve, if that makes sense. I think Bournemouth were fully deserving of the win. And 3 0 probably flatters United to an extent as well. United got absolutely destroyed in this game, Adam. And well, your friend, Dominic. No, no, well, him as well. The hipster. Uh, oh, Iriola, yeah. Well, do you know what? He's, he's shown me up to be a bit of a hipster myself mm. in the last few games. He's mm. uh, thrown the hipster coming back in my face. He must be listening to the podcast. But Down <laughs> Listen, he's, he's beaten some... Uh, he, he drew to Villa there midweek. Um, or, sorry, last Sunday. And I think they had another good result midweek. And another one here at Man United. So he's building up a bit of form for himself. He's making a bit of a reputation for himself here, mm. Iriola. Mm. Um, and I think the big problem I have with Iriola is that he's at a team like Bournemouth. Right. Like these teams used to be shit. He used to have the likes of Neil Warnock in these teams. And now they bring in these hipster fellas to manage teams like Bournemouth. 10,000 capacity stadium. 
They're making these teams better than the likes of Chelsea, for example. Therefore, <laughs> Chelsea could be relegated. Hold on, is but, Andoni Iraola a better manager than Maurizio Pochettino? No, he's not. He's not but my point is, he's making it harder for everyone else to win games. Just because he's a good manager. He's primarily existing. Like, well, this, can't this is my point. Like that, like. <laughs> <laughs> my merely existing. This team was always a beatable team. And now he's turned them into a bit of a force. Just like Emery is, has done. So um, who's beaten Bournemouth twice this season? Don't say it again. Liverpool. <laughs> Shut up. Alright, nobody wants to hear about Liverpool anymore. <laughs> Liverpool this, Liverpool that. <laughs> Liverpool are top of the league. Yeah, we get Liverpool, it. Liverpool top of the league. You said it that far. That's funny. Sorry, go Oh my God. Um, but yeah, Man United are fucking shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get, they are shit they're they've so lost bad. the same amount of games as Chelsea they don't get any draws what the hell is that about they have no draws this season they have nine wins and seven losses I'm really worried about Sunday afternoon when they come to Al- when they come to Anfield they're either winning or losing yeah but they, like, I mean that's, that's a very valid point um, I wonder if the team ever finished a season with zero draws surely yeah, not we'll have to look up kind that, of that stuff for next podcast Um I think they're really poor. I, but I, I, I also think they have the ability to turn it on. They beat Chelsea pretty much at a canter of the tune in the end. And I don't think Chelsea did a whole lot in the game to get anything. That was so bad. So I don't know if that sounds like Chelsea being worse than United, which is very possible. Um, or it was down to United just turning up. But I do feel they have a performance in them. Look, at they're playing Bayern Munich tonight as we sit here at 20-2 on Tuesday afternoon. They're playing Bayern Munich tonight. So they have a big game tonight as well. And I felt as though the team they played on Saturday was trying to almost leave players available for tonight. And I'm not saying that that's why they lost, because I think the squad is quite poor in general. I feel as though Ten Hag might be going all out tonight and then maybe Sunday as well. Because I think if he loses tonight and loses on Sunday, I think that could be the end of Ten Hag at United. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that. It was a very strange performance to be losing 3-0 at home to Bournemouth, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever remember that happened to Ban United at home. Um Bournemouth though, Kieran, to their credit, were very good. I'm looking at their team. Like they just look well set up. Like Billing comes on, scores. Sinistera comes on. Like they have got decent players coming off the bench. Gavin Kilkenny still knocking about young tw- uh, twenty three Irish player. I I, I think Gary Hall is a decent manager. Like uh, I know. He's, <laughs> no, he. I I, th- I think you've been fucking mental, man. To be honest, they have ten wins. Well, did I ever say he was a bad manager? Well, he did. I call him a hipster. I think in his 24 games at Bournemouth, he has 10 wins, 10 losses and 4 draws, which is quite good, I think. And I didn't know, right? This is the same fella who played for Athletic Bilbao for nearly fucking 13 years. 475 appearances for Athletic Bilbao. Here I all had it. And I recognise the name. Mm. But when he used to play right back for Athletic Bilbao, and he used to be like a skinny little speedy Gonzalez down the wings. But yeah, Craig was all for Bournemouth. Uh, Gary Valves fly. Got held up in Birmingham, Kieran, another win for the for Bournemouth, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and it's four. <laughs> four hours on the plane, almost four nil. I think he was Bournemouth. in the I think his flight was meant to take off at eight o'clock. He was in the airport at six. <laughs> Didn't get home till twenty two. I think that's that was the timeline. Poor fella. Fucking hell man, I'd be I'd be going mad. Um another team in the mud this weekend was Arsenal. Aston Villa won, Arsenal nil. Good evening from Unai Emery's side. 
Um, Emilio Martinez man the match on the night Kieran. Arsenal were a bit shafted by VAR I think it's fair to say but this Aston Villa side keep playing along and they're doing very well there's a team that wins mm. and there's a team that makes excuses interesting and for me Arsenal are a team that always makes excuses when they lose yeah. but why are they losing every single time um, no I think to be fair Arsenal were unlucky in this game yeah, to a certain are. extent Sorry. Uh, they did get shafted to a certain extent on a few decisions but what I would say is the Havertz hand ball where he puts it in or he he trails it with his hand I didn't really have a problem with that that's a hand ball I think there was a penalty there was one that was they want him to give the goal yeah well I I think the problem there was that did an Aston Villa player hand ball before maybe and then he handled it or something no he handled it first and then the Aston Villa oh okay okay yeah, well, that, he initiated that's, the handball that, that's a free out then yeah there's nothing wrong with that so th- this is more, this is the flawed excuses that Arsenal make you know yeah. and, and uh, Arteta is in the touchline and going mental mm. but to be honest with you I'm going to say it I think the better manager won like this fella has won this fella's won three Europa Leagues in a row he won it with Villarreal he got Villarreal to a Champions League semi-final last year mm-hmm this is a man who knows how to win. Yeah. And I think the other end of the spectrum, Arteta had the league in the palm of his hands last year mm. and he didn't get the job done. So, you're four looking... Four Europa League titles he has. One of the Real four Europa, yeah. And you can say the Europa League means nothing, but when you win it four times, you're a serial winner. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking at Aston Villa. They're 25-1 to one to win the, the Premier League. And they're two points off Liverpool. So and they don't look like losing at home. They've won 15 games in a row at home. There was, um, there was a chat on Sky today. I think it was Gary Neville's podcast with, what's your man's name, Peter Drury. And Peter Drury was like, if you look at this side compared to Leicester side that won the league all those years ago, like how comparable are they? Like how much better are Aston Villa than, than Leicester or whatever? And Gary Neville's fully saying, you know, they're much better than the Leicester side. But I think the league is probably a bit better now. Like I think everyone expects Man City to kick into gear. I think Liverpool. I still believe Liverpool will kick into gear at one point because they're winning games without playing well. Arsenal were doing the same winning games without playing well. But I think Saturday was a bridge too far. They played really poorly, and they're using excuses as to why they lost. But in actual fact, I think Villa were just a better side on the day. And McGinn gets the goal. John McGinn on super form. And I just think the back three of Carlos, Pau Torres, Martinez, I think is one of the best in the league. So I, I just think Aston Villa are fully deserved. And I don't think Arsenal have much of a leg to stand on. Yeah. Do you know? And Emery has utilised his, his signings as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's turned Douglas Luiz into a baller. Into da- David Luiz. No, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, turned into, he's turned it into a very good midfielder. Yeah. Um, and he's very dependable now. Mm. I remember Douglas Louise used to compete with Conor Hurahan from midfield. Do you mm. remember that a time with yeah, Aston Villa? Yeah. Mm. Conor Hurahan's dark times. Very bad. Yeah. At football. And now he looks ten times the player. Shout out to Stephen Dowling, I think he loves Conor Hurahan. <laughs> um him and Alan Brown. But uh, Oh god. It's tough life then. It's tough life press t- life of a Preston fan. <laughs> Shout out to Dell. Uh, he got his tickets for the FA Cup final, so I'm not gonna slave too much. But uh yeah I as far as Arsenal's title hopes go, I still think they're in the, they're in the running for it. But it's just it's interesting now. Like they have to come downfield and win, which is not something Arsenal have done many times in, in recent times. We had a chat, didn't we? In where is it, Malloy's or something last week before the Christmas party yeah. for Trierina. Um, 
where we were talking about who's top at Christmas. And I think I said Hearts, Liverpool, Head, Man City. It's mad now because Man City are, you know, four points off Liverpool. And if Liverpool just win, all Liverpool have to keep doing that. It's easier said than others keep winning. Arsenal need to do the same. Like, everyone kind of, it's it's a rat race now, essentially. I think Arsenal will fall out, I do. But as far as the title race goes, I still think Arsenal are still there. I think Man City and Liverpool are going to be the three teams competing at the end of the season. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think consistency was I just trust I trust Man City and Liverpool more than I would Arsenal and Villa, mm. just because I I think pressure gets those teams. Mm. That's my opinion. Mm. And you're dealing with managers like Klopp and Pep. They've both been there. They're elite. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think Aston Villa can sustain it? Eh, uh, no, no. Top four. I, I think top four. Top four. Yeah, top top four. five is fine. Top five is Champions League. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Um. But yeah, crack result for Villa. We move on to the Sunday game. Uh, man, Sunday's games were really <laughs> 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 We could realistically start with Luton and Man City, but we're going to start in Merseyside. Sam McCaig was in attendance in Goodison Park. He's a bit of an Everton fan, he was telling me on Sunday, which was strange. But Everton 2, Chelsea 0, Kieran McGrath, the microphone is yours. I don't even know what to say, Adam. Yeah. I'm lost, I'm lost, I'm lost. And so is this Chelsea team. I'm lost. I don't know where I don't know where to begin. The worst record in the Premier League in twenty twenty three. The we are the worst team in the league, statistically. Yeah. Points gotten in the league. I read that I read that stat, I was like, that can't be true. I think I've woken up from my slumber Adam. Wake me up inside <laughs> This this owner is ruining the is ruining the football club. Yeah. He's killing he's killing us to the core. He's brought in 400 million order transfers this summer. He got rid of all, most of his transfers from the last transfer window, the summer of last year. Hula Valley included. Wesley Fan has played about 10 games. He signed him for about 80 million. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what. Like, and there's narratives building as well, because um, there was been briefings yesterday. Apparently, Pochettino wants more players in the football. Club. So this is this is what my big problem um, with Gallag- for Kroenke. That's where my big problem is. Is he wants more players? That'll continue. Sorry. No, no, go on. It's very frustrating. Like, I, I'm I'm on the outside looking in, and there's a player in Lavia who hasn't even kicked the ball for Chelsea, and he's like, right, I want more players. Like who who do you add to that team other than experience, maybe a striker? Yeah. Well, I think I, I think it's a bit of both, and and uh, there's there's something coming out as well that Gallagher <clears> is supposedly <throat> being put on the chopping block for for profit because he is a an academy product. He's pure profit, hmm. so I think that's a board's decision as well because Pochettino came out at the start of the season and said Gallagher was a crucial player in yeah. the system he wants hmm. to build. And Gallagher's been good as well. Gallagher's probably been one of the best Gallagher's players. Gallagher's probably for my um, money. We're going to be doing an underrated eleven later. Forget it. Out. He's in my underrated eleven. I, I think Gallagher's had a very good season. You have a case here, right? Where I think the owner is cutting across what Pochettino wants, mm. and is just controlling the club from the top. Mm. Because if Pochettino was truly in control of these signings, then I think he'd have a, a, a play on whether Conor Gallagher gets to stay or not. Because there was rumours that he. 
that he was going again on deadline day as well yeah. bear in mind yeah. and that was after Pochettino said he was a crucial player yeah. so it almost seems to me like it doesn't matter what Conor Gallagher does and the rumour is that uh, they, want, they're, they're, they don't want to keep him because he won't sign the contract for 8 years he won't sign the 8 year contract the, the, the club's being ran mentally. It's there's, been there's rumours of now as well players who've signed that eight-year contract wanting to get out of it. Yeah, that's another thing. Caicedo um, being one of them, seemingly, yeah. which is it just hasn't happened for him. Enzo Fernandez hasn't happened for him. Um, I think Badia Chile and the Sassi are a disaster waiting to happen. I thought they were really poor against everything. Um, and these are players who've been bought in for big money. And they're good young players, don't get me wrong. But I just think they're in a toxic environment now that doesn't help their progression as a player at all. They won't grow as players. Do you know, they're going to slowly go down and be worse. You know? so it's well, you have a case here all right, where a squad clear has completely backfired. Like, and I wouldn't even call this a squad clear because a squad clear is getting rid of the players that are shit hmm. and replacing them with better players. And in this case, you had a Chelsea team that won the Champions League two years prior. And you had a lot of experienced heads there that were good. Kovacic, Jorginho. Kovacic is a big one. Say what you want to say about these players. They're experienced. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, the likes of Sterling came in. He's an experienced head. Pulisic, Loftus-Cheek even. Havertz. These are all players that have been here a long time. And Havertz is starting to come into form for Arsenal now as well. So This is it. And even Kepa. I trust Kepa more than I would Robert Sanchez in goal. Just because... Uh, hear me out, Ari. With Kepa in goal, Ari, you had someone who was at least shouting at the players in front of him. Mm. Robert Sanchez, for me, has none of that prowess. He has nothing. He's a, good, he's a good shot stopper. That's about it. That's his job. That's his job, yeah. But I wouldn't trust him. I wouldn't trust him. No. And I don't trust any of the players. No. And it's a dire state of affairs. And Chelsea have slipped... The twelfth in the league, level on points with fourteenth, fifteenth. They're in serious danger, Adam. Chris Wilder just came in for Sheffield. He won the won the first game. Well, second game. Well, he won his second. The second game, game yeah, yeah. at home. Yeah. So you have a case where you're battling with the bottom teams now. Yes, yeah. this, this is it. This is it. And there's a better run of fixtures. Bear in mind, but I don't know. I think it would be think, a big problem now if. These players are on a year contract, so Lavia, or sorry, Caicedo, well, Lavia as well. Caicedo and, and Fernandez, if they want to get out of Chelsea, seemingly, I, I was reading about it the other day, but it's not going to be that difficult to get out of contract, which is, I think that's bedlam as well, I think that's mental. I'm not gaslighting when I say this, now, but maybe I am. But there, there was a rumour of Caicedo wanting his agent to get in contact with Liverpool again and try and organise the deal there. I wouldn't want Caicedo the way he's playing now, which I think says a lot about him. This is the thing. I don't think these players are bad players. Like they, they wouldn't like. I don't like the narrative that they're all young and they're inexperienced as well, because there is a certain extent that. But Liverpool wouldn't come in for Caicedo if he wasn't good. But this is it. This is it. En- Enzo wouldn't be touted for one hundred five million if he wasn't good. Um, What's the Modric? What's Arsenal the, coming in for him. He, if he wasn't good, Arsenal wouldn't be What's the him. common de- denominator between Caicedo and Enzo Fernandez? The common denominator? Mm. I don't the players know. Players played about him and seen the flourish. Alexis McAllister. Alexis McAllister. <laughs> Remember right. you slated me here on for saying McAllister wasn't world class? Yeah. Remember that? Um, I think it's wild that 
And uh, to, to be honest with you, this is f- I'm fully gaslighting now when I say this, but well, I think I think it shows the ability of McAllister that Caicedo played his best football with him, got Brighton into Europe, etc. And then Fernandez played his best football at the World Cup no. alongside McAllister. I, I think that's it, well, you're comparing a player that's in a very good Liverpool team to a player that's doomed to fail in a Chelsea team that's struggling. That's what you're comparing to. But you, you but, were also saying the opposite, Karen. You were also saying that McAllister wasn't that good, and I, I think it sh- says a lot about him. That these two midfielders that Chelsea possess play the best football alongside him. I think that says a lot about McAllister. Right. Well, I think, it, it I all comes it back to Liverpool, yeah. At the end well, it, it it does, uh, and Caicedo yeah. probably will as well. <laughs> right. The yeah. game itself, Kieran. Well, uh, to be honest, Joe, with no interest, like because it's the same. It was rinse and repeat. Mm. Like it, it's, uh, I'm sort of done with it now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot of questions and to get it out. So I'm. Yeah, right. Is there been... questions about Pochettino? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to leave that for them because there's no point in talking about it twice. But mm-hmm. I just think Defensive the owners for me are going to reap what they sow because when they sacked Tuchel, they destroyed the football club. They destroyed. They destroyed Chelsea when they sacked Tuchel. They took all the stability away. Mm-hmm. They sucked the arse out of it. Oh. No, that's, they, <laughs> they, they sucked suck, the life. Out. They sucked the yeah. life out of football club. <laughs> they sucked the arse out. Because you sack Tuchel, you sack someone who has command over the dressing room. Mm. You sack a Champions League winner, a leader, a, an elite manager, mm. someone who could compete with Klopp, Pep Guardiola, blah blah blah. I can't believe how far you can fall from just brilliance a few years ago. Club World Champions, twenty twenty two. That was that was last year, Adam. And we're chatting about relegation this year. Not great. Owner and ownership. How shit can you be at owning a football club to get <laughs> to this point? Like, you must be the worst owner in the world if you have Chelsea battling relegation now. Yeah, it's great. That's what it is. Mm, it's it's terrible, terrible ownership. Mm. And these Americans have no fucking idea what they're doing. Kieran, we move on really briefly to Luton's 2-1 defeat home to Manchester City. Um, what do you think of that? I think Man City are, are struggling. Are, are struggling over the line re, of recent. Mm-hmm. But I do think Kenilworth Road is a difficult place to go to. Like we've seen, we've seen Liverpool struggle there. Mm-hmm. We've seen Arsenal, Arsenal struggle there. Mm. Um, I, I lots of teams are struggling there. I don't know how Liverpool didn't come away from Luton with more than a point. Mm. I don't know how Arsenal didn't win convincingly. I think Luton are so bad. <laughs> I think Man well, does. And I'm not saying this because I hate Luton. I this side man, they can't string five passes together. They genuinely can't. I, I'm being deadly serious, man. I think your man Edwards is doing a decent job, like I, with what I he has. Whatever. I think he's a decent manager. I think he's a good manager. But someone was saying it after. I think it was Mike Voss was like, oh, "Oh yeah, and they can play a bit of ball like when they want it." No, they can't. No, they can't, man. They really can't. They can't. They can't fucking pass the ball five yards. I'm telling you now, man. I swear to God. I don't know. Maybe I'm delusional. I very well could be delusional. I don't know how Man City didn't win 4 or 5 nil here. Honest to God, I really don't know how they didn't. Is, is it proven effective though that they can't pass the ball? Is it more of effective methods? You know, is, is, is passing overrated? No, it's not overrated. <laughs> like, Tiki tacky. Man, there was points in the game, right? Defence feet are very well set up, right? And Man City couldn't break them down. And then they get the ball just outside the box. Just say Giles on the left-hand side, right? And usually you say, right, down the line to Brown or switch it to Andros Townsend, right? 
I'm saying this as someone who's never played football professionally, so it's very hard for me to comment on it. Really, realistically speaking, all Giles has to do is send it down the line. Instead, he sends it down the line and it goes out of play. All he has to do is switch to Townsend, and he puts about forty yards in front and he gets over there. I, I just don't know how they're. I don't know how they're coping, man. I really don't know how they're coping. The goal was well worked, at least, but I think I think um, that the way they play is indicative of looting itself. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm just gonna leave it there. Indeed. Did you see the granny at the on the sideline? Uh, <laughs> yeah, giving it a granny all like press press two. It's actually quite funny. I was, I was that and then she was annoyed when they weren't listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and a tired figure in the in the loot and dugout. Oh god, granny. She be Pauline. doing she be doing just about a job on the fucking sideline as Edwards and friends. Um, I take her at Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god hell. kill me but the, but yeah Carolyn, that was I suppose the weekend it was I don't really want to talk about sports in Newcastle not gonna lie. Uh, nah, it was alright game it, it was a good game Fulham are having a great time aren't they like the last the last three games they've scored 14 goals sorry the last four games they scored 17 goals two clean sheets Adam two clean sheets and you know what what happened they dropped Tim Ream the last two games. Did they actually? And they, get, they kept two clean sheets the last two games. I don't believe games. it. So your American dream is a myth. Is he injured? He, do, he is a myth. No, he's, he's on the bench. In, he wasn't on the bench on Saturday. You were lying to me. He's on the bench. He's not on the bench. I'm looking at it right here. He's not, he was not on the bench for that game against, well, well, against Forrest. Now, hold on. Anyway. No, 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 no. I'm not being slated for no reason. Your American dream is a myth, Adam. It's not, it's it not is, a myth. It is. Fucking Pep Guardiola loves him. The American dream is a myth. He's um, on the bench there on Saturday. Or so, he was on the bench against Forrest. Yeah. He wasn't on the bench against West Ham, so something must be up with him. Um, I love Tim Reeman. Oh, okay. I think he's a very good player. He doesn't love you back. Um, he was very poor against Liverpool, actually, for the guys. Um, in the game with Liverpool 1 4 3 that I was at at Anfield. <laughs> you walked into that one. You fully walked into that one. Your God of the Week, Kieran. My God of the Week. Um, I'm going to give it to the young fellow. What's what's uh, uh, he scored for Everton? Uh, Dobbin. 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 Yeah. Dobbin. Two goals, wasn't it? He scored one goal, and Decore scored the other one, didn't he? Yeah. Well, uh, do you know what? I'll give it to Decore. Yeah, Decore because he scored six goals this season, and I, I I feel he's an under underrated, underappreciated. Here's one for you, Frank Lampard. When he was Everton manager, you like this one? Banished Decore from the squad because he got a bust up him. Sean Dyche comes in and the core is one of the best midfielders in the league. Yeah, okay. That tells you all you need to know about Frank Lampard as a manager. You love sticking the knife in I love and, and twisting I, it around, I love don't you? You fucking dickhead. Um, what well, is your God of the Week? My God of the Week, Kieran. Uh, I'll tell you who it isn't. It's not Mauricio Pochettino. <laughs> Where is my mind? Uh, my God of the Week, Kieran. I'm going to give it to Dominic Solanke. First performance against Man United. Yeah, goal of the week, Carl. Goal of the week. I'm giving it to Destiny, you doggy. Why not? It was a shit goal, but <laughs> he scored. You doggy, dog, goal. <laughs> Destiny, you doggy. <laughs> I'm giving my goal of the week to Harvey Elliott for his winner against Crystal Palace. That's all Liverpool got on top of the table. <laughs> Harry smelly. <laughs> This fella Ronaldo is a cod. Our cod of the week this week is Mauricio Pochettino, surely. Yeah, I suppose Mauricio Pochettino. Um, yeah. For his poor management, Carolina's Palace, 
Um, two losses in the week against Man United and Everton, Everton on Sunday. Um, it's not been great for Chelsea. I think Pochettino as a whole, I think he's a good manager, but I think he's a, a spoofer as well. I think if you look back on this point last year, I think Liverpool were 10th, Chelsea were 8th. Uh, you fast forward a year later and Liverpool are top league and Chelsea are 12th. And I think, I think that's down to management. I'm not going to ask on you this time. I think that's down to poor management. Mauricio Pochettino is our cut of the league. Uh, right, Kieran, moving on now to get it out. Um, a lot of disgruntled Chelsea fans saying Pochettino out, Kieran, thoughts? Do you know what? Are they all Chelsea fans? Well, yeah. Okay. How, how many people are saying this? Well, there's three people saying it. Walter says it. There's a few people saying it. Like. I think there is, there, is, there is a serious problem with Pochettino. Hmm. I don't know if he's all he's made out to be. I think he's a bit of a media darling. He's a bluffer. Media darling, I put. The media love him. He's in bed with media, I would say. Whereas someone like Tuchel wasn't. He's in bed with media. Someone like Tuchel wasn't. Or someone, all news of the world. Someone like Mourinho wasn't. Mm. You know what I mean? But, like, here's the thing. The club's been around terribly. We see this. They're bringing in too many young players and experienced players. But I've said it before. I think I don't think Pochettino can get a trick out of these players, and I think that's a terrible sign. Mm. I think there is a case, and people are saying it won't get better if you bring in a new manager. But there is a case to say, in many instances, it will get better if you bring in a new manager, because we've seen it before happen to other clubs. Mm. You know, you look at um, Aston Villa, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven Gerrard, fucking oh, Steven Gerrard. You know he's. He's had a tough time. The players mm. aren't really that great. Emery comes, comes in, yeah. yeah. Emery comes in. They're toward the league. Mm. He gets the trick out of the players. Mm. It's almost an instant It's impact. all down to management. I think it's all down to management. Uh, I don't think Pochettino's a good manager. Postacoglu, for example, mm. okay, did not have the same level of investment. He has a lot of young players. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has son, bear in mind, who's a very good leader and a good captain mm-hmm. and an experienced player. But he's a lot of young players, like Destiny Adoghi. Mm. Comes from Udinese on back for one loan. Mm. He Sarah he is, has know. an instant impact. Spurs are doing Johnson. Spurs are doing great. Mm, I think the one know. difference from for Pochettino is that they have completely overturned turned the whole squad. Mm. And in that case, it's difficult for him. But I still think he should be getting more of the players. He should not be in twelfth mm. place. No, I agree, I agree. That's unacceptable. I think yeah. No, I agree. That is completely unacceptable. I think. He'll be gone by March, would be my guess. We'll have to predict. And to be honest, Joe, I never really rate him. I, yeah. like, he's it doesn't help that he's an ex sports manager as well. I don't think that ever helps. It'd be like Liverpool bringing in Dave Moyes or something. It's, it wouldn't be a good idea. Do you know? He, even Tycoby, like the only one he's really put up to in the past was Poch, or Pep Guardiola. Mm. Like, if you look historically with Spurs... He used to pull it up to Pep Guardiola all the time and mm. he, he beat him in the Champions League and so on. Yeah. But other than that, his record's not great against like top teams. Like Liverpool lost Champions League final. Um, he used to lose every, every time to Chelsea. Almost every time. Mm. Um, so for me, I, I don't think Pochettino's good enough. I really don't. This man right here, 
Ruined his one chance at Champions League, didn't he? Did really and by the way, that Champions League final, I know they say Pochettino got Spurs to Champions League final. That was a bit of a freak from Lucas Moore, who scored twice oh, in, yeah, in yeah, four yeah. or five minutes. Yeah, yeah. That was nothing to do with his tactics. He mm. almost lost to Ten Hag and yeah. Ajax. Mm. Which would have been a story in itself. Yeah. He, he would have been sacked if he had lost that. Yeah. So, for me. And it's mad because he's never really been backed at Spurs. He's never really backed at Spurs. And he's been given all the back and hair Chelsea, and he just hasn't done anything with them. Yeah. So I think that's interesting enough to One thing, though, I would say, he said in the summer that Chelsea didn't have enough experienced players mm. and they needed to bring in more experienced players. Mm. And the owners didn't listen to him. That's one thing I would say yeah. for Bocchino that, that defends him. Mm. Ian says, best historical film. Best historical film? Mm. I don't know if you can say it's historical because I don't know if it's based on any historical mm-hmm. fact. Like, is he saying historically factual thing? Uh, yeah, I think that's what he means. Like, but, but like you the know, wind that shakes the or something. That, that's historical, mm, isn't it? Based on truth, I'd say. Yeah. Based on truth, I'm trying to think. I absolutely love Braveheart. I, absolutely, <laughs> I, th- I think my favourite historical film, though, is Gladiator. Hands yeah, down. Okay, okay. Hands down. I'm going to go with Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Yeah, the Americans taking down the Russians, you know. Oh, really? That's, yeah. that's, that's what it was. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's not a historical film. It's Co- not a historical Cold War film. times. That, that's what I was indicative of. No, that's, that's what they were trying to convey with that film. Obviously, it's not. It's Even not. Drago, is it? Ivan Drago, yeah. yeah. Um, Ian says, do you agree with Michael Owen that there are actual less ballers in today's game? So I don't know if you saw this. It was Michael Allen on a podcast talking absolute garbage now in fairness. I do agree with what he says here, but um, essentially saying that football now is all, you know, technical is all. Essentially, if you're, if you're athletic and fit, you'll get a good career in the Premier League. There's no kind of flamboyance anymore. There's no kind of technical nous. I know you fully agree with him. because he, I think the example he used is Matt Letizia. He would have been like a bit of a heavier fella, but was so good on the ball. Yeah. Was quick with his feet, scored loads of goals. Charlie Adam. Charlie Adam, no, but shut up, man. Um, Malatissier, you actually have to annoy me with that shit. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, I've never seen someone so annoying. Oh, actually, really annoying that shit. <laughs> um, but essentially, what I'm saying, there's no kind of actual kind of. Akin Fenway. No man, you stop spouting bollocks for a second. Actual kind of like little magicians, like like Shakiri, like yeah. Well, Shakiri is a better example. Very weird shaping. Um, Wes Hulham, like players like that. I think if you if you're fo- if you're fit now and can run a lot, you get a good career. Whereas I think back in the day there was just more magical players, and I, I do like John Frank John Frank Ozola, I think in today's game he'd be relegated because he was he was short. Show me players like that. I think well, Saul was a fucking great player. Like Ed, I mean? Eden Hazard is a prime example. Hazard could be an example. Moved to Real that. Madrid yeah. right when the game changed. Mm. I think from what it was like the more technical, beautiful side of things yeah, to, to a be. tactical Pep Guardiola boring, bald mm. game. Yeah, um, Ian says current favorite song. I'm trying to think. Run away by Kanye, just because it's a TikTok trend. Yeah. And I always find that. I'm, I'm gonna I'm song. gonna put up a TikTok oh. later with that song because it's trending. We have to put it, we have to do it. Mm. So I, I have a TikTok lined up with the song. Um, I'm gonna give you two options. I'm gonna give you "Teardrops" by Walmack and Walmack. That song reminds me, baby, of you. Oh, great show. Um, shout out to Gav Pryor from work. He was the one that got me onto that. Um, and then another one is "Daylight" 
by David Kushner, which actually isn't a great song when you listen to it, but uh, a video on Twitter came up the other day of a, of a promo between Brock Lesnar and, and Cody Rhodes for SummerSlam. And that song is playing in the promo and it just does not fit the kind of feud that they were having at all. But it's just a, it makes it really dramatic. And yeah. it made it more dramatic than what it was and what I can remember. So um, I've listened to that lately and it's been, been quite good. Um, continuing with the wrestling trend, Craig says, who's going to win the 2024 Royal Rumble for myself and Dave to watch WrestleMania 40? Kieran, I cannot wait for Philadelphia. I'm going to go Randy Orton to win the Royal Rumble. Again. Not a bad show. Again. He, he only came back mm. as well. That's not an awful show. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go CM Punk. CM Punk. I think he's written in stars. Punk or Rhodes or Walter. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. I'd pop up Brock Lesnar one. Um, Craig says, realistically, who do Chelsea get in instead of Pochettino? You want, you want Mourinho, don't you? To be honest with you, I want Mourinho. Just because I think... The club is absolutely gone to shit. Mm-hmm. To the point where there is absolutely zero standards. Mm-hmm. And I I am not of that opinion that I see lots of people have at the moment. That Mourinho is a ready-made manager. He needs a ready-made team to come in and win titles. I don't want to win titles. I just want someone to come in to raise the standards and, of it. Yeah, that's, that's that, right. And Mourinho is the perfect man to raise standards. I think that's a very good show. You know what I mean? You don't have many of them, but I think that's a good show. Yeah. At least he'll come in, cause a stir, get the standards back up. Mm. He genuinely cares about Chelsea. Well, he did. I don't know. He, he, he still does. He still does. He's going on the John O'Bee McKell podcast next week. We'll see what he has to say. What? Yeah, he is. John O'Bee. Why has is to, John O'Bee McKell on the podcast? Because John O'Bee McKell is a legend. All right. Um, oh, he is. And his Mourinho. Mm. Going go back to Mourinho, I do think he would be someone that is perfect right now. Yeah. Just to come in for a few years. And raise the standards back from back to where they were. Mm. Because, to be honest with you, losing to the likes of Everton and fucking Brentford every week is unacceptable. It's just unacceptable. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel very much mm. these losses. I don't like them. It hurts. No, you're right, you're right. You know what I mean? And it's all well and good being top of the league, Adam, and being happy. But I'm not happy at the moment. I'm sad. So why are you sad? Because you're 12th in the league. Um, Dave says, Onana or Ramsdale? Oof. I think Ramsdale's more safe, reliable pair of hands. I, I think, think I'd prefer Onana. No, no. I would take Onana. Oof. It's not, it's not really a great choice, is it? No, it's not, but I think Ramsdale's a safe pair of hands. Um, we have a few Christmas questions that I might just leave the next week because we do have a Christmas special next week. So, um, so this is Christmas. Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over. David Dunwoody says, how many bites can you take down a roast potato? Um, watch the video. Um, he sent me a video as well. I'm going to show Kieran now with this absolute scruff. And that's what I'm going to I'm going to have to edit that out. No, you're it's not. It's very no. violent. It's true, it's factual. One, two. Oh! <laughs> Isn't that disgusting? Yeah, it is. Isn't that disgusting? That's, it's poor esophagus. Shout out to Ben Casey's sister, as always. Um, ben says, What classic football memento item you wish you had? Um, I would love, honestly. <laughs> I would love a. I know, I know, I'm gonna answer it now. I would love a. I'd love like a jersey from the 9 Liverpool and Champions League in 2019. 
something like that. Um, I had I had a jersey from when shells got promoted in twenty nineteen, and I held it very dearly to myself. And I just love I love a Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool yeah. Champions League winning jersey from whoever I don't care. Ryan Brewster, any of them I don't care. I think I'd love a classic nineties, uh, not not ones that you get nowadays, but like the actual real jersey. Yeah. From the nineteen nineteen World Cup. Yeah. Vintage Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Phil Mang says, "When will the United boys end, Adam? Um, never would be the answer. Yeah, when will it end, Adam? Never, 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 never. Well, this podcast going continue then. We need to have an Tough objection. shit. Tough <laughs> shit." Um, Alton says, how did 12 pubs go for the two men? Well, we didn't make <laughs> We made it to 11 pubs and got thrown out two. So, not great. Well, I got thrown out one. Got denied access to another. So, not great, I would say. But it was a very enjoyable night, nonetheless. 12 pubs this time of year is my favourite day of the year. I love it. With the lads. It's, it's always iconic. We usually do it for my birthday. So, it was great to be with the lads again for 12 pubs. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Wine was wild. Yeah. It was very enjoyable and we didn't get into much trouble, Adam. We were very well behaved. Oh, we, we got, were as we, well. We got into every pub and we, uh, the bouncers were happy to see us in McGowan's as well. Yeah. It was, it was all... A, you were McGowan Town regular. A joyous occasion. For what's worth, myself and Ian did not get to the front of the queue in McGowan's, I think. We'd have been all right. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to point fingers. Um, Alden says, this is aimed at you, Kieran, Trent with two goals and two assists in his last four games. James about 143 minutes in his last four. The debate rages on. Thoughts? Well, I don't think it's fair to criticise a player who's been unlucky with injuries. To be honest with you, there's a few right backs now that have more goals and assists than Trent Alexander-Arnold. Oh, there is. Pedro Porro has more goals and assists than Trent Alexander-Arnold. Oh, it's very true. And uh, Vladimir Kufel has more goals and assists than Trent Alexander-Arnold in the Premier League. Well, true? you can say these, these facts aren't true, Adam, but you're they not, are you're true. Not bringing, you're not bringing any facts. You're just saying these players have more goals they, and assists. They, they, have that they have five goals and assists in the Premier League this season. It's not true. Oh, all right, you can look this up, but it is a fact. Maybe the right-back position isn't based on goals and assists. It's based on being a good right-back. And I think in the in the 143 minutes that Rich James has played, he has done his position better than, than Alexander-Arnold throughout the whole season. How many, so that's my how point. many of those games did Rich James win? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's done his part. Um, Alton says, it's Christmas Day and your auntie has bought you a jersey of your club's arch rivals. What do you do? Um, I would throw it in the bin. No problem. If I were in game of that, I'd be gone. I'd probably do something interesting with it, like, like set it alight. Why? Uh, oh, well, just for the laws. Speaking of, actually, I have a Lukaku scarf that I want to set alight very soon. Okay. It's in my room. I remember the picture. I yeah. think we should take a video of it and put um, it on the podcast for you. Alton has a Christmas question for us as well. I think we'll leave that for next week. Um, in our Christmas bonanza, um, Alton says, what are Cran's opinions on the scandalous rise in the price of match tax in the last decade? I think this, the scandalous price of everything in Europe at the moment is, is right, a joke. It's a cost of living crisis one. Dan Lavin also has a question about Christmas, which I, again, I know we keep saying, but we will leave it to next week. I'll take note of this. But he also says, you're underrated Premier League 11. So Kieran, this, this will be going up on TikTok. So you can hear us moving because we're moving towards camera. Kieran, what is your underrated Premier League 11? Starting off in goal, Kieran, who is your, who's the Premier League's most underrated goalkeeper? Now Adam, 
I think you're going to love this one. Uh, it comes straight straight from my mind. Um, Jordan Pickford, I think, is, oh. is given wide, widespread criticism. I think he's a very good goalkeeper. I think he takes command of, of, of his centre-backs. And he, he makes a good, a good few saves a game. Mm. Um, I think most clean sheets in the league this year as well, mm. with Deutsch. So. Mm. so, look no further. So you were going with Pickford. Jordan Pickford? Yeah. I'm going with Brian Leno. Or Bur- Fulham. Bernard Leno. I think he's better than Raya and Ramsdale as well. I hate the Raya Ramsdale debate. I do as well, but I, I think Leno. Hate it. It's too widespread. Who gives is, a fuck? I give a fuck. That's why I brought right. it up. I think Leno is a better keeper than the two of them. I, I think, like. I have nothing to say. I, I just think he's. I, like, if we're talking about underrated, I think he was in a bad Arsenal team. And I think he's come to this Fulham team and he's done very well. I think he got very, you know. <coughs> got diminished almost at Arsenal where he was poor and, and whatnot, and then obviously he got that injury didn't he and Martinez came in and there was a the whole butterfly effect yada yada but I actually think he's a very good goalkeeper I think, I think Arteta has ousted a few players where like if you kept them you might have to like Martinez yeah. for example as yeah, well. a better position yeah. you be better off I'm going to go Brian Leno um, right back Adam I've gone Vladimir Kufal more goals and assists than Trent Alexander-Arnold this season in, in right back. I don't know if that's true. Oh, it absolutely is. Well, you keep saying this as if it is. I don't know if it is. Well, he has five goals and assists. And what does Trent have? Four. Fact. Yeah, that is a fact. Definitely. That is the law and that's a fact. I don't know if Shout that is true. Uh, oh, it is right. Yeah, he only has four goals and assists. And come in. Yeah, fair enough. Fuck. Oh, my God. Trent isn't as good as the as Liverpool fans said he was. Oh, nah, no. he is, though. Oh, no. Nah, he is. Go on. Who's your right back? He is as good, though, as we are saying. Who's your right back? Um, my right back here on is Pedro Porro of Spurs. Yeah, I think... Um, more goals and assists than Trent as well. I think he's a very good player. Um, I think he's... At start season, he was moving into midfield. Do you remember Gary Neville was giving out about him? was like, that's not something I would do. It's also, Gary, you wouldn't be playing at this level um, in this day and age, to be fair. Um, I don't think he'd be able to keep up with, with the, how fast the game is but regardless of that I think Porro he scores assists and generally speaking he's very creative and um, yeah that's for that reason he's my underrated right back I think there's better right backs in the league than him i.e. Trippier Kyle Walker Trent but I think as far as being underrated go, he goes uh, he goes at right back for me uh, two centre backs I've gone for uh, Fabian Cher of Newcastle. I really, I do like Cher as a as a centre back. He's good, um, and Joachim Anderson, um, and I think Botman gets a lot of the praise. But I think Cher has stepped up to the plate since even since the ownership takeover. He's he's you know excelled. Whereas someone like Jamal Lascelles, I know he's come back into the team recently, but he didn't really get into the team to start. I just think it says a lot about Cher that he gets into the team, mm-hmm. and Joachim uh, Anderson. Distribution wise, one of the best. Mm. Probably not playing at the right team at the moment in Palace. It doesn't really suit his style, but mm-hmm. I, I do rate him as a as a distributor and a centre back. Right. I'm going to give mine to Diego Carlos of Aston Villa. And will I go Pau Torres? I might go Pau Torres as well. I think they're so good, man. I think they're they're so good. Like Villa only have twenty goals conceded this season. They're third in the league. I think Pau Torres has two goals so far. For Villa, defensively they're stable. I think themselves and Martinez are three of the best as a, as a trio defensively. Um, I was gonna go Kilman at Wolves, but I I I think Diego Carlos and Pau Torres are for me two of the most underrated in the league. But I, like you saying that as well, I think Mickey Van de Ven. I actually think Lascelles has been all right this season. Share as well. So there is 
underrated full uh, centre halves there. But John Claude Van Heck. John Claude Van Heck of Jersey. 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 pronounce his name? No. He's like John John Claude Van Heck. <laughs> what is he? Uh, I don't know. It just sounds. It sounds funny. It sounds funny. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Diego Carlos and Pau Torres. Fairly grim, man. Your left back. Um, left back. I've gone for Destiny. It is Destiny. It's my destiny. Is he on the right though? It's destiny. Udagi. I think Udagi's Udagi. the best defender. Left back. Uh, best I think, left back in the, the league. Well, I think he's fairly underrated though. Yeah, I think, okay. I, think I, don't, I don't think many people would have said, you know, start of year, oh, he's great. I, I'd say he's underrated. I think he's, for my money, the best left back in the league at the minute. I really do believe that. Like, we're a bit of a spoiler for anyone who's listening. We're going to be doing a team and a half season next week on the Christmas special. I think for me, he's in my team of the half season so far, put it that way. Um, who's your left back, Adam? Um, I'm going to give it to uh, Kostas Simakas. Because I think when Robertson got injured, a lot of Liverpool fans are worried um, about the defensive shape and you know the player coming in. I, I don't actually think Simakas is that good. But <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's gone under the radar. I think his performance has been very consistent. Um, and I think for that very reason I think he's underrated by a lot of people so I'm going to give it to Kostas Simikas yeah fair I actually think you, that, that's probably one of your better shouts to be fair oh thanks yeah out of all them in history ever ever uh, midfield three I've gone for John McGinn Papi Sar, who I think has just been excellent uh, since he came in or Poch or for Oh my god, I just uh, called him Posta Coglu, Posta Coglu. Oh my god. Posta Coglu, Posta Coglu this season. Potts should be there. Um, and James Ward Prowse have gone for as well. I think he's gone under the radar still mm. for West Ham. Three goals, five assists this season. It's a great show. James Ward Prowse. Yeah. Mm. Still under the radar. Still. So who have you gone for? Ward Prowse. McGinn and, and McGinn. Pappy Sarr. Carol, my underrated midfield in the Premier League is. James Ward-Prowse, I agree with you, I think he's such a good player. Um, and he has gone under the radar, I think, when he went from Southampton to West Ham. There was a lot of people who were kind of slating the decision. I actually don't, uh, for a long time, I didn't think he'd done enough off the ball. But I think since going to West Ham, he's really proven a lot of people wrong. I'm going to put Paulinho or Fulham in as well. The Portuguese defensive midfielder, I think. He's definitely a player I'd love to see rocking around Anfield. He was great. Wanted on by the day. Bayern Munich. Yeah, he's a very good player. He was great on the day in Anfield there last week. Um, in the 4-3 win for Liverpool he was very good that day and I do rate him I think he's a very good player and lastly I'm going to go for Conor Gallagher of Chelsea I think he's been Chelsea's best player this season um, in the midfield with the likes of Caicedo and Fernandez who have cost between them 200 million um, I think Conor Gallagher has been great and I think for that reason I think he's been underrated yeah um, that's actually a fair point and I, I have a feeling he's going to be shown the door which I think is ridiculous but yeah, that's my midfield three. Conor Gallagher, Paulinia and James Ward-Prowse. Not a bad midfield. A mm. few workhorses. Um, front three, Adam. Go on. Huang Hee Chan up front. I'm going to go Bobby D. Cordova Reid off the Roy. Mm. There wasn't a time on match today where I haven't seen Bobby D. Cordova Reid come off the bench and score. And score. Right, okay. Or at least have an impact. Yeah. That's why he's gone on my underrated. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I think he's actually stepped up. But... Mm. Uh, Left wing, I've gone Joel Pedro. Pedro. Joel mm. Pedro has been excellent. Since coming as well. Good, good recruitment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to go with Kulisevsky of Tottenham Hotspur, Dayan. Um, I think he's really stepped up this season. I think he's a very good player overall. I think he probably doesn't hit the 
heights that he should for Spurs at times. But I do write him. I think he's very good against Man City. You like a ginger so. from Sweden? Yeah, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, up front, I've gone with Dominic Solanke. Um, if you're interested in hearing why, do check out the podcast this week because I did chat about Solanke on it at length. But I think he's a very good player. I think he scores goals. He's in good positions. Right. And, you know, he, he put United to the sword the weekend, so that's always a plus on my book. And lastly, I'm going to go with Brian and Wemo. I think for Brentford, I just think he's a solid player. He's a really good forward, goal-scoring right-winger. And I think he makes an impact in most teams in Premier League. Like, I think he'd get into a lot of teams in Premier League, so... Hmm. Um, for that reason, I'm going Brian and Wemmel. He's injured now, they're struggling a bit, aren't they? Mm, Young Wiss as well, is probably a shout there. I think Wiss has been good for Brentford this whole time. Well, since Tony's been injured. But yeah, that's that's my underrated 11, Kieran. Will we go through the 11s once again? Yes, uh, one more for the TikTok, Adam. One more for the TikTok. So in golf for me, Kieran, in my Premier League, underrated 11 is Bernie Leno of, of Fulham, Pedro Porro of Spurs, Diego Carlos and Pau Torres of Aston Villa. I have Costa Simicas of Liverpool. I have Conor Gallagher of Chelsea, James Ward-Prowse, West Ham, Paulinho, Fulham in my midfield. And then a front three of Tottenham Hotspur's Dejan Kulisevsky, Dominic Solanke of Bournemouth, and Brian and Wemo of Brentford. Very good. Jesus Christ, I know you got mixed up there. Karen, what is your underrated Premier League 11? I've gone for uh, Jordan Pickford uh, in goal. Right back, I've gone Vladimir Kufal. More goals and assists than Trent Alexander-Arnold this season. Uh, Centre-backs... I've gone for a centre-back pairing of Cher and Joachim Anderson. Uh, Destiny Doggy left-back. Um, John McGinn, Pappy Sarr in the midfield. Just in front of them, we've gone James Ward-Prowse. And then a front three of Huang Hee Chan, Bobby D. cordova Reed, Wild, and Joao 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 Pedro. Well, and that's it, Kieran. Forget it out this week. Um, and that's it for the whole podcast this week here on we Forever. Have, we have a preview, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> we have a preview up of the Liverpool Manchester United game coming up on YouTube this week too. You're probably gonna get a clip on TikTok too if you're yeah. that way inclined. Thanks as ever for listening to the podcast. We do appreciate it. Bit of a slog this week here on what we got there in the end. A slog? It always is. Right. I knew you were gonna say that. You're not invited back here, Adam. Shut up, that's not to true. The studio. I, I own half of these things. Alright, um, alright. It's all about you then. It's all about you, Kieran, quite evidently. Um, But thanks as ever for joining us on the podcast. And we'll leave it there, so. To more pain and suffering.